Welcome to the Pharmacy Quality Solutions Quality Corner Show with your hosts, Jesse McCullough and Nick Dorch. We will talk quality of healthcare and explore what that actually means. Let's dig into performance measurements, the equip platform, and maybe de-stress and divert from the pharmacy conversation with occasional talk about nerdy passions and hobbies. Without further ado, here's Jesse and Nick. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Pharmacy Quality Solutions Quality Corner Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse McCullough, and with me, as always, Nick Dorich. Nick, how are you doing today, my friend? Hey, Jess. I'm doing great. A little update for our listeners. We're actually recording this together in person, which we don't normally do. Uh, But we're meeting together in Pittsburgh, going through some talking about enhancements or updates for Equip, and we thought it'd be pretty fun to actually record together in person for the first time. Yeah, it's good. This, so if we sound a little bit different to you, the listener today, it's because it is. It's a little bit different. We have a different setup here. And uh, those of you that know what uh, Pittsburgh's like in December, um, that's, that's the environment that we're in. So uh, we're glad to have you along with us today. Today, because we're all together uh, here in the Pittsburgh office, uh, we wanted to introduce you, the listener, to some other members of the team. And uh, today, uh, I want to introduce somebody who is very, very special to us and doing some tremendous work here at Pharmacy Quality Solutions. I want to introduce you to Peter Masters. Peter, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me, Jesse. Yeah, so Peter, you've been a member of our team, I want to say, since March. Yes. March of 2019. Uh, and in, in your role, you've been our uh, data scientist. So to folks that are outside of PQS, they may have seen your work in the PQS trend report, correct? Yes. All right, so Jesse, do you want to go ahead and get us started here with the questions for, for Peter? Yeah, I'll, I'll start off because uh, as the listener knows, um, I have a lot to learn. And whenever I hear that you're a data scientist, that brings up the question to me, what is data science? So the way I explain data science at its simplest is at the end of the day, it's just making charts and graphs but it's making sure to make the right charts and graphs. So not having any biases, making, making sure you're answering the right question and making information presentable in a readable way so you get the bottom line point as quickly as possible and as succinctly as possible. So that's, that's good and important things to know. But now, as we understand what data science is, what do you do? What's your day-to-day here at Pharmacy Quality Solutions? So, I, one part I want to mention about data science too is uh, it gets confused a lot with data analytics where the biggest difference between data analytics and data science is data analytics is it's where you are right now where data science is more where you're going. So day-to-day at PQS, I manage and mentor the data science team. I put out the yearly trend report, which is a bunch of questions into risk factors for population adherence. I work on client projects, both internally and externally, and I create uh, research and development projects in our own tiny skunk works. Um, And in that vein, when I first started here, I was given access to our giant database, and I was given a laundry list of questions uh, from both internal and external stakeholders, and was just told to have at it. Uh, Learn by doing, and just dive headfirst into the data, and like try and understand and figure out what's going on. It was a very um, interesting way to learn, but it, it taught me a lot and it was just kind of fun. I felt almost like an explorer in a jungle with a machete, you know, just running to data issues, um, learning a lot, understanding all our stakeholders, people we communicate with, where the data comes from, where is it going. Um, and so that's been my first uh, eight or nine months here. 
So I, I really want to take this opportunity and uh, dive into that data jungle, as you referred to it, since you've been in there chopping away and, and getting into some of what are some of those questions or when we, we talk about, yeah, pharmacy or health plan, that they're seeing that they're having low performance or opportunities for improvement. Those are the issues that we're, we're seeing, right? They want to fix those issues to improve patient care. Um, can you talk a little bit about how some of that got built into the trend report that uh, we had just released, uh, just I think it was last month, and and really from your perspective as someone that is in the middle of that data jungle, what are some what are some key points that you hope people take away from that report? Uh, so for the trend report, as I said before, it's, it's a bunch of risk factors into population medication adherence. Uh, that's our bread and butter here at PQS. And for the pharmacists out there, the biggest takeaway I'd want you to have uh, when reading this is just understanding the population you work with better. Like if I could do one thing in my time here at PQS, that would be improve patient care and pharmacist understanding of their patients. So in the trend report, not to give away too much, but a couple topics I kind of found very interesting where the first was looking at how does um, cholesterol adherence uh, change and adherence to their statins change in uh, populations who are taking it because they're diabetic, uh, ages 40 to 75 versus not non-diabetic patients. And the kind of hunter insight that was in the laundry list question for this measure was um, pharmacists were afraid that with these patients being included, uh, diabetic patients, they were going to reduce the scores of the statin measure. Um, but when diving into that data set across um, millions of lives, we found that uh, the statin patients, those who were diabetic and taking statins had higher statin adherence um, than those non-diabetic patients, which is kind of like flipping things on its head. Um, so it's interesting when you get the results you think you're gonna get, but it's also, I think, even more interesting when you get the results you don't think you're gonna get, because kind of like, why is that? What can be going on there? Um, and the other uh, big takeaway, interesting thing to me was looking at how does adherence of behavioral health medications affect to other chronic health conditions. And so what we saw is patients who were adherent to their antipsychotic and antidepressant medication had significantly, like way significantly higher adherence to um, diabetes medication, uh, their uh, high blood pressure medication, and their cholesterol medication. Um, and that was kind of like what we expected and like what the literature is out there currently, but it was just, it was crazy just seeing how much higher they are um, and having those numbers. So that's, th those are a couple of very interesting examples that you share with us there, Peter, because I would admit that I would have been uh, in the assumption camp on the uh, statins with diabetic patients. I would have, my assumption would have been that they would have been less adherent, but your, your research showed that that was not the case. It was actually the opposite. Uh, so I appreciate, uh, appreciate all the work that you're doing. With what you have been able to do so far, where do you, where do you see the next year taking it? What, what, what are you going to be looking at next uh, in, in the data science world? And I want to give a quick plug to the trend report. Please read it. You can find it on our website and send me any questions uh, either directly to pmasters at pharmacyquality.com or to trendreport at pharmacyquality.com. Um, and so for 2020, I think that there's a ton of projects that are sort of on the docket, but then it's figuring out like what's priority, where you're the biggest value added. Um, there's a, I would love to do a million things, but there's only so much time in the day. Uh, so in sort of no order of importance, but things we're bouncing around, um, is revising equip. What does equip of tomorrow look like? 
what are ways we can uh, display outliers in a more effective uh, way? So pharmacists don't understand just who is non-compliant right now, but who is the potential to become non-compliant? Uh, what is the priority of outliers? So you aren't just given a list, you're understanding like who should you be focusing on first? Who should you be reaching out to in staging interventions first? Uh, what is the risk score and why um, is the risk score calculated this way? What is something about this patient that we can know from the, um, the data side of things that would help pharmacists to know when they're reaching out to this patient? Um, we have a couple secret skunk work projects in the innovation department that I'm told not to talk about, but we'd love to talk about them um, after they're done. Uh, we also want to look into flu, understand who's getting flu shots, where are they getting flu shots, when are they getting flu shots, um, kind of understanding what time of year do people get flu shots? What time of year have they gotten flu shots in the past? Are they sort of on their same trajectory and cadence as before to better understand when pharmacists can reach out? Um, looking at mail order pharmacies, how does adherence to medication change when someone's getting it shipped to their house? Uh, same for compliance packaging, that is a new all the rage in pharmacy. Um, how does compliance packaging change things? And then also uh, a master patient index. Is there a way we can track patients as they move from different pharmacies and different payers? Uh, is there a way to sort of have a footprint on people so that you can include their data and historic data uh, even when they're moving around? So it's, we've got no shortage of ideas that can be included for the, for the data science part. And I think, um, Going back to your uh, description of being in the data jungle, these are all parts where we're going to be somewhat parachuting into the jungle and figuring out what when when it comes. So all those are items we're going to look into for 2020. Um, that that's uh, it may be a while before that comes through, and you know, whether it's an update to an equip to equip or some of those data trends. So I know for myself, I'll certainly look forward to having more information from you. And I think based on the description, it gives us enough. Uh, leading ideas to have Peter back on another episode of the Quality Corner Show. But um, you know, with all this talk about data, myself as a pharmacist, we did get a little bit of statistics in, in college um, or through pharmacy school. Um, but more so, we were uh, you know, trained as someone that's going to be hands-on and teaching about the medications and working with patients. So um, I, I find this to be kind of a fascinating topic. Um, from your consideration, as someone who's not a pharmacist, but is working to help pharmacists, um, what, what would you say or what would you recommend to pharmacists about how they can use data to learn and improve patient care? What would be your recommendations there that they can use to augment their processes? So that's been one of my biggest challenges uh, with this first year being at PQS is the fact that I'm part of this pharmacy tech organization, but I have really no background in healthcare. Uh, my background's in sustainability, uh, energy and the environment, and then in self-driving cars, and now I'm in this healthcare space. So it was a big learning curve, but it was, it's very interesting. Uh, I love learning. Um, and so this first year I spent understanding how pharmacists think uh, and what they value and how they approach problems. Um, what are their biggest pain points in their process and what are ways we can help that with technology? So the first part was, I mentioned this earlier with uh, what we plan to do in 2020 is um, not just understanding outliers, but also assigning a priority and risk score to patients so pharmacists can better stage interventions. Um, and with this, we need to figure out all, where are all the risk factors that a patient could have. Uh, what are external data sets we can link into the patient profile to better understand their non-adherence? So when I, if I was talking to a pharmacist, what I'd mention is what are all those hunches or um, 
anecdotes that you use to say, oh, this patient's not adherent because of this. Um, this patient's not adherent because of that. Um, I think one of the most interesting things I learned this year was I was talking with a Medicaid heavy pharmacy and one of the biggest pain points they have is uh, when they're working with low income patients and people, they're changing cell phones and changing cell phone numbers a couple times a year. So if they were able to reach them with that phone number earlier, but now they can't anymore. Um, how they get in contact with that person. For me, like, I, I would just assume that someone's info is just right there, the phone number is right there. Uh, and that's something I wouldn't know from a, the data standpoint, um, but there are ways we could link in and understand like, what are other ways you can contact this patient? Are there ways to have standardized uh, outreach? And can't go too much into this, but we're working on ways to uh, reach out to patients, even if they're changing phone numbers. So a lot of these questions, I wanna know like, how are you using Equip? Uh, what are the bottom line questions you would wanna answer about a patient? and where are the holes in CARES? And what are ways we can leverage this treasure trove of data that PQS is um, sitting on to answer those questions and improve patient outcomes? So if I was talking to a pharmacist, I would really want to know where are you having problems? Where could you increase your understanding? What are things about patients that help you understand and predict non-adherence and understand it to serve that patient better? And so what are ways that I can give you that information and you don't so if you have any ideas, my um, email is pmasters at pharmacy quality. Uh, I love talking, I love understanding, I love asking questions as Jesse and Nick both know. So year in review, I hope the information I put in the trend report better helps pharmacists understand, but I want to do an even better job next year. And I think that's, that, that, that's so true. And to, to the listeners, just so you know, there's, there is nobody that I have met uh, in the last 20 years that asks better questions than Peter. He asks some very, very thought-provoking questions, and I very much appreciate. Uh, I appreciate what you do with that, Peter, and I very much appreciate the work that you are that you, that you are moving into. Uh, you know, to be able to help pharmacists, because as I travel around and I'm visiting pharmacists, uh, you know, I'm I'm in hundreds of stores a year. Uh, we're able to talk to some of these folks and they're, they're really asking, hey, where do I need to go first? Or where, where, can, my, where can my effort best be applied? It sounds like the, the work that you're doing is setting up nicely uh, to position us for that. Yeah, and I'll go through, and, and as I was prepping for this uh, recording, one of the things that I looked at, and you're absolutely right, Jess, and, and that Peter is someone that asks questions, the why, the how, and trying to learn more and gather more. And it brought me back actually to the oath of the pharmacist, something that both you and I have recited numerous times and something that our listeners have recited probably numerous times, but at the very least when they either graduated pharmacy school or got their white coat. And there's one sentence out of there that I want to call out and it's, I will accept the lifelong obligation to improve my professional knowledge and competence. So when we've been here and talking about quality improvement, that's something we've already made a commitment to. And while we as pharmacists are going to be on the front lines, addressing patient care and improving patient health outcomes. Um, it's people like Peter and other data scientists that are really gonna be helping us to enable that. So I'm really glad we got to introduce uh, Peter here today and I'm sure we'll have him back on again soon. Um, to you, the listener, um, I hope that you've enjoyed the time that we've had with Peter here today. And uh, I also wanna invite you to come check out Peter's work. Uh, all you have to do is head over to pharmacyquality.com 
right there on the banner, you'll see download the trend report, click that button, download the trend report, start to digest some of that information that Peter is, uh, Peter is generating for us. And I'll, I'll go a step further. I hope that it raises more questions for you. I hope you start to see things and maybe you'll be like me and you'll say, hmm, that wasn't, wasn't exactly what I expected or that confirms what I expected, but it'll take you to the next level. And, and we're welcoming all those different questions uh, as we look to uh, dig further in. You know, this whole thing is about how do we help you. So, uh, Peter, thank you so much for your time today. Uh, very much appreciate you being here with us. Uh, based on that, it, based on that short laundry list that you had for next year, it sounds like your afternoons are pretty open. But uh, I think we'll have to, uh, I think we'll have to work you back in uh, just to see uh, those different updates that you have uh, as the year goes on. So uh, I'm gonna bring us in for a landing now. So I, I wanna just take a moment to, uh, to say thank you to you, the listener. Uh, I very much appreciate you taking uh, your time to be with us today. We recognize that your time is your most valuable commodity. I want to encourage you to do a couple of things for us though, if you would please. Number one, I wanna encourage you to share this podcast with at least two friends. Because if you take the time and you share this podcast with two friends and then they share it with two friends, we're really going to be able to help get the word out about what we're doing here at Pharmacy Quality Solutions. Uh, I also want to encourage you to take a moment and subscribe to this podcast where it is that you found it. Uh, we're, we're new to the podcast space. Uh, we want to make sure that we are getting information to you in a timely way. And whenever you uh, hit that subscribe button, it really helps us. Also, if you have just general questions that you would like Nick and I to address in a future episode, please drop us an email. Uh, you can send us an email at info at pharmacyquality.com. Again, that's info at pharmacyquality.com. Now, Nick and I come together here so that we can share our perspectives and our insights on what's happening in the performance measurement space. We want to help you become as effective as possible in how you care for your patients. So until next time, we wish you well.